Oh, good thing we're recording. Are we? <laughs> one second. One second. Okay. One second. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. Okay. Let me get everything out. Hold <laughs> on. Do you know how in um, Ferris Bueller when he's playing the, like the keyboards and the, it's all like coughs and oh, yeah, and yeah, splutters? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> let me get everything out. <laughs> uh, and he like hits all the keys at once. <laughs> That's such a... Wait, what's the context in that scene? Because he's pretending that he's really not well. Oh, yeah. So he's like on the phone to people and he's going like, oh, hold on a wee second. And then he just starts <laughs> like hitting them all. That's funny. But see if you think about it, right? Would a kid go to that length? Probably. Maybe. I don't know. But what's even funnier is that some guy in the studio for that movie actually had to record a bunch of coughs <laughs> and stuff. So sure. Um, yeah. Welcome back to Volumes Podcast, hosted welcome, by Tom welcome. Gibson. Today, I'm guested with <laughs> uh, Miss Valerie Lucy Cunningham the First. That's yep. That's my name. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> you get so angry. I've here being called Val. Right. <laughs> You ready though? This yeah. is this is the the real introduction. Please. Okay. That was it. <laughs> that was intro. <laughs> Welcome back to Volumes Podcast by yours truly. <laughs> How do you often start it? What? How do you often start it? Do you want to do it? Yeah. No, as in you do you oh. want to do the intro? Yeah. Go for it. Right now. Hello, hello, and welcome to the newest episode of Volumes. Or it might not be Volumes, we might be classing this as its own thing. But for now, this is Volumes. I think my I know I'm, I'm not your regular host. Can I do the intro? Your intro is rubbish. Okay, go for it. Welcome back to Volumes. Uh, my name is Tom Gibson. I'm joined with Lucy Cunningham and... We're creating a little episode because we want to just kind of update ourselves, basically. We want to look back at this and be like, this is what we're doing at this point in our lives. We feel we feel in a very philosophical mood today. Yeah. So we I mean, thought we might hone yeah. in on that and actually do something with those thoughts and not just send them out into the universe without any receptors. That was I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Perfect. Capturing um, the thoughts. So today is... Uh, Monday 21st of September 2020 we're uh, in in the middle of a pandemic Uh, it's uh, not that bad actually I expected it to be kind of worse yeah and for being on the brink of war as well it's also um, pretty calm (laughs) Um, I mean kind of exciting oh my god nah it's it's bad okay I'm going to be honest people have died and it's tragic Mm-hmm. But not as many people as many other things that do exist and kill people. Yep. That's my uh, perspective on this situation. Yeah. It seems like it has to be blown out of proportion. There has to be something going on, but sneaky. It doesn't make much sense. Like, why? I, well, What's I think it's easy for us to say that, like, we are in a point of privilege where we don't really know anyone that's been affected. But I even, don't know. Even the stats. Even the statistics yeah, well, don't say like see if they said it's the highest killer mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, whoa, 
yeah okay like, this is serious yeah maybe we should be doing everything that they're telling us to do yep. and whatever but it's not even the, the worst it's not mm-hmm. and and i'm getting this information directly from a doctor that i know mm-hmm. who has informed me that this isn't even the worst virus that's ever existed yeah or, or even the worst virus that exists right now yeah which is crazy so my mum works in the hospital labs and they've been testing for covid samples or they've been testing covid samples and she is by no means a conspiracist at all but she is convinced that this is not what we're being told it is and that the statistics are way out of line so if like someone is killed in a car crash that had symptoms of covid three weeks prior it's being regarded as a covid death so like unless it's really really poor judgment of the facts and statistics or the people dealing with those and publishing those um unless that is the case which is highly unlikely because these people are professionals you know then they're trying to obscure the facts they're trying to make this seem scarier than it is which doesn't doesn't take away from the fact that people are dying because yeah, of it. Yeah. that's terrible yeah um our point isn't that people aren't dying but this the, it's, it's blown out of proportion yeah and they're they're tearing down the daily routine and the daily yeah working of things and it, it just doesn't really it doesn't fit the bill it doesn't yeah seem like nothing's really adding up a measure that needs to be taken and it's not like we're some crazy conspiracy theorists or nothing no. it's everyone's saying this well everyone's i'm a crazy conspiracy theorist but. okay <laughs> i'm i'm completely <laughs> rational and i mostly just don't really care yeah i, I want to just live life yeah my mom business i want to go places and do things i mean okay so me and lucy were supposed to be in spain right now um yep. living in spain um uh, but we we can't go because it's against the fco yeah fco advice which is some I don't know what it stands for. It's a board of directors or whatever that yeah. say, nope, can't travel, it's dangerous, yeah. you might die or whatever, or you might spread. Um, well, but technically we would have been able to go, but my university are telling yes. me that I'm not allowed to go. Yeah. So. so we're going for Lucy's uh, third year in university yeah. where she has to fourth. go. Fourth. Fourth year fourth, in university. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, where she has to go teach uh english and english to, yeah to spanish yeah. kids <laughs> um which a lot of students have went they, they've went yeah to a lot spain of spain and other yeah, places a lot of students have just been told just get your own yeah. insurance and, and, and they've go. even yeah they've even went to the exact city yep. in which we'd have went to mm-hmm. um but we're not getting to go because our university is in yeah. also not throwing any shade i mean i respect the university's decisions mm-hmm. to, like i mean they don't want to be responsible for like a student passing away or whatever yeah no biggie i'm just saying that's where we, we should have been yeah but because of like this full the situation yeah like <laughs> the fco saying you can't go but really yeah. there's no reason we can't go there's no good reason why we can't go because there is there's much worse there's yeah diseases I was say, and viruses out there there's also there's worse things to be complaining about you know like we could like i don't want to sound spoiled by being like i'm not allowed to go to spain (laughs) this is the worst thing that's ever happened but it is strange you can't you can't deny the fact that it's strange for people to suddenly have no freedom i mean we're told in this country that we are free people have this idea that we're so free in this country we're not under a dictatorship we choose our 
politicians choose and um, <laughs> and what you call that marks. in quotation marks. Um, yeah, we're given this idea that we are free, but now we're kind of it's becoming more aware to us that we are controlled and other people like people higher up than us do have say in how we live our lives yeah i, I totally agree with yeah. that um i mean yeah where, where what is what is i don't want to get too philosophical too on deep, this, too what is like what is the purpose of a government what are they trying to do <laughs> is it because i always think right i mean I, I can't be the only one to think this and it's quite a basic idea mm-hmm. but you could apply it to anything that government does anything that politicians do and it's that if they're here to create the rules yeah where does that where do they draw the line of creating rules so like yeah you're not supposed to murder but do people need told do people need told they're not allowed (laughs) to murder like if i was told tom you're not supposed to murder i was never inclined to murder anyway and someone that is probably is going to murder regardless because people still kill people do you know what i mean do does the idea of going to jail really stop people from murdering it definitely deters a fair amount of people really from, from acting on a whim definitely i don't know i'm on the fence about that <laughs> uh, human behavior is so sporadic so it's, it's hard to tell what would happen if there wasn't kind of like a um like a, a, some sort of like repercussion for yeah what yeah. yeah i get uh, what you mean but i don't know or some I mean, sort of entity that kind of looms over us and has this idea of authority i mean yeah. people respond more to authority than we we believe we do oh we no realize. I, I totally agree that people yeah. respond to authority but i think people respond to authority because we are instinctively uh passive and then there's instinctively there are some leaders yeah there are like the alphas that take control and then there's the people that follow mm-hmm. but what i mean is that when there's someone who who is willing to murder they're willing to murder regardless yeah. if the alpha tells yeah. them not to. Earn, Definitely. Like, you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? I think it's like power is such a strange thing in this world because in the grand scheme of things, well, I feel like we talk about this all the time, but in the grand scheme of things, we're all just little animals just chilling yeah. on this big big old rock big rock i know <laughs> it's like those memes where it's like the little uh, the little guy sitting in the slog me going to uh, work <laughs> and doing all my little silly things like it's <laughs> exactly we what are. we're is. just we're just little <laughs> creatures doing our own stuff and it's crazy to think that we can be told where we can and can't go yeah. on this like just we're all living here and we can't go to another country without crossing borders and having a little card that tells us yeah. that we're a national of this country yeah. and we're not allowed to i don't know like well i guess we are allowed to walk through fields in this country but you're not allowed to go within however much distance of the house and it's just it's a strange idea that someone can tell us what we can and can't do yeah um i mean i'm i absolutely agree with the idea that we're, we should question everything yeah. everything we should always question we yeah. should always be skeptical yep. um and we, and we should always like keep our eyes open and and pay attention to what's going on i mean not for any re like i think that it can uh we can push it and then you become paranoid yeah you don't but need to be blind blind's belief is scarier to me than it's paranoia scary to me as well, yeah. <laughs> i mean 
the reason it's scary to me is because I don't like we live quite a perfect life if yeah. you think about it. Most people do. Yeah. We we most people have quite a comfortable situation going on in the UK. I mean, a lot of people don't. I'm not trying to like uh, dismiss that. I'm just saying that a lot of people are all right mm-hmm. and are are quite content. Yeah. But I don't think it's always going to be like that because I think that if anything does happen, they don't. The, the people that have the power, the people that have control, don't care about us and mm-hmm. won't won't care about us yeah. in that situation. It's like during uh, the Cold War, how they built all the fallout shelters. They didn't build them so that they could they could uh, house everyone mm-hmm. in safety. They just could house those in power, yeah. like the Queen and all their homies yep. and the politicians and all their homies, mm-hmm. and that was about it. And yeah. all the aristocrats and all the millionaires and whatever, but everyone else, they just died if that happened. Yeah. Um. So the reason I say stay like, quit question everything is because even though we're in comfort right now and we think oh they're actually they're doing a good job because they're looking after us, they're not looking at looking out for us in the long run, because if anything does change like something like coronavirus is mm-hmm. a perfect example they didn't really look out for us they were like ah we don't really know what to do uh uh but we we're gonna pretend we know what we we're doing uh, uh and everyone's gonna probably like a yeah. bunch of people are gonna die when we could have prevented it and we're gonna ruin our economy that we didn't have to ruin and stuff like that the problem was that everyone was waiting on everyone else to act yeah. so that they could follow suit and britain was one of the worst in doing so because yeah. we just stood back and kind of clapped our hands and we're like oh this is this is rubbish like we'll just wait and see what you guys do yeah and they just didn't choose the right path because we were talking about this earlier so like sweden they'd never really had a proper lockdown or anything and they've had two spikes which yeah they're spikes but now they're absolutely fine and they're they've got very little cases in the whole country because they think they've acquired herd immunity but We were told that if we went down that path, thousands would die. Thousands have died. Thousands, thousands have died and they're still dying because yeah. we've not got herd immunity and they're still talking about closing down um, hotels and yeah. pubs and restaurants and stuff again. I, see, that's what, that also like, it's it seems dr- so it's confusing. drawing it out. It's, it's so it's confusing that you could go, right, we're going to go into this period of lockdown, which is fair enough, right? Mm-hmm. If that's what they thought at the time was the good like way of coping with it. Yeah. I guess fair enough. It is quite strange that they can just demand that everyone just yeah. remains indoors from now on. Yeah. But yeah, we, we all go in lockdown and then we come out of lockdown and we think, okay, is it normal now? And they're like, right, we're going to open some stuff. Yeah. We're going to let people interact to some degree and then a little bit more and a little bit more. And then you go back in a lockdown and then you come out, but then we're in, a, we're in lockdown right now. Mm-hmm. But we're also allowed to go to like the pub and the shops. We're yeah. allowed to go to anywhere there's a till, mm-hmm. anywhere that you, like the government and and anywhere that boosts the economy is what I mean. Mm-hmm. But you can't like I theoretically I couldn't go to my grand's house, mm-hmm. but I I could meet my gran at the pub. Yeah, <laughs> like it doesn't make much sense. Yeah. Like w- w- what are we actually doing? It now? just feels like we're stuck in the middle. Of like are we trying to prevent a virus? Are we trying to prevent I think the we're trying of an to, economy? I think we're trying to live life normally while also taking measures. So, like, we can live with the virus instead of actually focusing on just eradicating it or this getting herd immunity. worthwhile. I, I understand the, the complication. Like, it's almost like um, they're stuck between deciding to essentially 
allow lots of people to die in order for us to come out better on the other side or trying to do everything they can but they're not they're not trying to they're not doing everything that they can to actually phase it out you know yeah um so yeah those are like the two extremes they draw it out forever and they kill not as many like so people are still dying but yeah it's not as many as would be dying during a spike but it will amount to more yeah but what is the more compassionate route it's hard to it's hard to decide which is the yeah. best route well yeah i i yeah you're probably right on the, the idea that For, if we were more compassionate we probably actually would be in a better p- position would altogether. we but i feel like they're taking the more oh we're being compassionate route. yeah no, sweden they're, they've they're, taken a more rational approach mm. and they've thought just get it over and done with but then it is cold-hearted and lots of people probably died i but mean not even in the term of like coronavirus mm. i mean in life yeah if government was there to be compassionate and care for one another yeah then we'd probably be in a better position yeah if it wasn't all how do we make money how do we help like like create a system that makes money yeah. how do we like benefit from this and that and mm-hmm. all this and it was just how do you help your neighbor mm-hmm. how do you create community how do you yeah. look after one another they would probably be in a better position but that doesn't really exist anymore here um and also i guess this kind of comes back to the idea of like if you tell someone to murder would that prevent them to, from murdering even mm-hmm. if they were inclined to murder anyway like the people who are going to wear masks are going to wear masks they didn't need told or like it didn't need to become like a law or what i guess mm-hmm. it's not a law but it didn't need to be enforced that thoroughly to wear a mask the thing I is i didn't mind like, wearing a mask see, i would have been willing to wear a mask i don't feel inclined to kill people i'm not going to kill people it's a little different i think though because there's obviously this judicial like system set up and it's a law because when someone does murder they don't want them to just be back in society and be at risk of murdering more people there needs to be a law in place in order for them to be incarcerated or but do then, you think that they just shouldn't they should just be allowed to roam free and kill no, people no like, no i mean there's I'm no not, consequence you're right i get what you're saying but I, I mean i'm i don't have the answers for a perfect economic system and a perfect political system mm. and a perfect yeah, yeah. system altogether yeah. but i think maybe like if if i don't know if there was a town worth of people mm-hmm. right yep just, I, just for the ease of yeah, the conversation yeah. 100 say, people yeah say the right? whole population of the earth was just these hundred yeah 100 people, people right yeah if one guy started killing people yeah killed a couple people right yeah. so now we're two people down and one of those like 98 people surviving as a murderer and we know it is we're going to be like right here like here jim jim you need to stop killing people like you're gonna no, you're gonna have to stop that right and and i mean like you've killed two people like we're gonna we're gonna lock you up God for a bit it, right we're gonna lock you up we're gonna teach you why this is really bad because there's only a hundred of us mm. and we need to work hard because there's stuff out there that's want to kill us as well so Some people can't be told what right okay so then he still acts out of place yeah just we just kill him uh, that's what you i was gonna say him. these people would definitely just kill just him beat him up and kill him but but is that in a much is that more bad? diplomatic society no i think what if what if i would no, say no, no, we're no, in no, a, listen, a less sympathetic what if someone society? had framed jim and then we killed jim you know like there there needs to be but as, people do frame people and people do end up in jail for life for murder and things like that and, and the they system can, we live they in can appeal now. and they can get out it's just 
But then why the could risk, we not the appeal risk is very and, high. and get out in my system, in my hypothetical system? What, get out of the afterlife? Like, no, no, get out of... <laughs> of I mean, I, I'm not saying we should scrap jails. I'm just saying that it doesn't need to be one guy in a courtroom that decides the fate of one person. Mm. It could be the full collective of the no, population. It could be that 100 people that decide... That's what's going on. This is, this is very know. hypothetical. In an ideal world, um, there would be an answer to the debate, but there's not. So it's just discussion for now. Yeah. Also, I'm, I'm surprised on your perspective on this. Oh, really? Because usually you're like very, uh, how, do we, how do we make sure everyone has the best possible opportunity? Yeah. But then you're like, where was it, Sweden? Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, Sweden did it right. The very logical approach, the, which wasn't that sympathetic and was okay with. Well, yeah, but with with hindsight, good. with hindsight, it's gonna harm less people. I know I'm not saying that I side with one way or the other. I understand the conflict. I right. understand. Just for talking sake, you're yeah, yeah, up. fair enough. Okay, there is two two sides to it. Um. Well, we really jumped in uh, deep on that. I know, and I didn't even want to mention coronavirus. I, I didn't. All we keep talking. Everyone keeps talking about coronavirus. I'm so Fed bored of it. I just want to get on my life. Anyway, let's go on to a more important subject that's very related, yes. and it's that we shouldn't trust the government. Yeah. Um. I bought a book the other day. Um. And I kind of want to talk about it. It's by John Wright. I'm not sure who he is, but I looked into him a little bit. Uh. It just seems like a cool guy. I'd love to meet him. Talk to him. Um, but he wrote this book and it's called The Forager's Calendar. I recommend it. A Seasonal Guide to Nature's Wild Harvests. And I've been reading this um, and it's basically a book about how you can go and pick nature's good foods straight out of the ground, straight off the bush, straight off the tree. Uh, and you can turn them into teas or you can put them in your, your meals or you could just eat them raw mm-hmm. and it's awesome and I love that perspective to have and I love that idea um, and I think also so does Lucy I'm not like yep <laughs> I do um, and I've been thinking a lot about how connected we are in all the wrong ways so like if we only have maybe like 10 ways of connecting right mm-hmm. I feel like almost all 10 of those are consumed by things that are related to uh policies like the government Mm -hmm. it's like we're connected because they're allowed to keep tabs on us because they we have passports we have uh national insurance numbers and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff yeah Mm -hmm. and then the other part of it is that we're all connected due to our phones Mm -hmm. right but i think that obviously there isn't like a a finite amount of connectedness we can have but Mm. it I think that there probably, maybe there is actually, I think there maybe is to some people, like it, it is hard to constantly stay connected. But I think if there is only 10, we should stay connected to nature, we should stay connected to one another, mm-hmm. and we should, I mean, I'm I'm constantly connected to my phone, and mm-hmm. this podcast wouldn't exist without my phone. So like, mm-hmm. I love my phone, but I'm, I would rather just, I feel like almost all 10 of my connectedness points are to my phone. Mm-hmm. And I need to get off my phone. Yeah. I need one on my phone and I need one picking berries and staying connected with nature and becoming yeah. one with the world around me. And I need one with the people I love and love spending time with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's um, very, very hard to rewire your brain to not need those constant yeah. hits of dopamine from yeah. your phone. Constant There's hits of dopamine. much more behind it They're than They're minute hits of dopamine. Though. They're not well, real. Yeah, They're not satisfactory. But it's like watching TV. I mean... 
like that sounds like a ridiculous thing to say but I really I mean you know what it's like though when you're choosing between pastimes you can read a book which makes you feel good but over like a sustained it was it's like a sustained um dopamine hit but with your phone you're constantly getting new stimulus and it's like I always feel myself drawn to just go on my phone do you know I I think scary so my my thing isn't that I actually dislike phones. Mm-hmm. It's I dislike the consequences of yeah. phones. After reading a book, you don't you I I've never personally felt like oh, I need to read another book. I need to, I'm, I'm yeah. craving another book or uh-huh. like do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like I don't feel I need to like pick up every book I see. Yeah. I'm just finished reading that book and uh-huh. I think about it. I contemplate it. I, I I digest what I've read. But with my phone, every time I put my phone down, all I want to do is pick my phone back yeah. up. Like, and that's the yeah. problem. I think the problem with it for me, one is time-wasting. I could be doing productive things and actually yeah. bettering myself in yeah. life, but instead I'm flicking through stuff. And I also dislike that, not that it's always a bad thing, but that it's, <sighs> how do I say this? Like, it's not challenging your brain in any yeah. way. Your brain is almost, like, sitting there drooling because it's just, it like... Engrossed and stupid it's stuff. M- it's really you're, mind you're really not um, stimulating your brain no. at all. Whereas reading a book, going a walk, like yeah. I, f- I see them all as very healthy things for the mind. But they are. I agree. They must yeah. be. They must be. I mean, th- again, this is where I sort of like, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm overly pushing the agenda of like i hate my phone but because mm-hmm. I, I do love my phone mm-hmm. i mean i'm trying to learn spanish on my phone i'm not doing very well <laughs> i couldn't like i like what other there's no physical application or, or physical thing that exists like duolingo where i can well learn. you can go get lessons <laughs> i could go get lessons yeah but i mean the ease i mean it's free and they make money because they've got ads. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's quite a good system. Yeah. You know what I mean? In those ways, it's time saving rather than time exactly. consuming. That's the way it should be. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to get at. Like, yeah. the it's idea that... It's a tool, not a... Um, it shouldn't hinder life. Yeah. Yeah. I, yep. It sh- it's it a tool. It should take yeah. up time. It it's should. Like, yeah. You're, yeah. You're right. It's a tool. It's yeah. a tool. You, you shouldn't, like, use it for anything other than a tool. Yeah. Um. Maybe on occasion, an, an entertainment device. Mm-hmm. I would say primarily it should be yeah. a tool. It should be there. Should just assist, like. Yeah, for needing to know the time. It mm-hmm. should be there for tracking a workout. It should be there for yep. figuring out like where you're going. Mm-hmm. Or it should be like uh, if you're like, oh, what are you doing tomorrow? I can check my calendar. That's all it should be. It mm-hmm. shouldn't be, oh, I've got five minutes to waste. I'm going to take my phone out. Yeah. I, I could make those five minutes really productive. Yep. I could read a few more pages of the book or I could mm-hmm. write down an idea that I've had or, or been thinking about. I could plan out my day or I could do anything. I could meditate five minutes. Five yeah. minutes is a huge amount of time if you think about it. You could do so much in five minutes mm-hmm. and every day is made up of so many five minutes. Yeah. Um, I need to stop using my phone every five minutes. I think like lots of opportunities can come from the virtual world and like people are making great successes through it. But think of all the physical opportunities that we would have if we were just present in real life. Like we could, yeah, we could talk to someone on the internet. But imagine like, it's like that way where you can talk to someone over a messenger, messengers or like whatever. But if you talk to them in real life, it's got very different, a very different significance, you know? So like if you 
emailed an employer asking for a job it would be different than if you showed up with it's do you know how like they've stopped um taking in physical cvs CVs, you're only allowed to email them but you were always told oh well like maybe five years ago i remember when i was applying for jobs when i was younger my mom would say well either email with them with the cv but then take it in because it shows and it makes an impression you know Mm -hmm. there's just very different function if you meet or speak to someone in real life yeah yeah i agree both things pose opportunities but yeah real life opportunities i guess are well i I think they're more significant they they absolutely are like i don't want to go on like a side tangent here but um the the full reason for why they don't want paper cvs they keep Mm -hmm. saying is like it's bad for the environment how bad is a couple (laughs) like like it's like um how many cvs are you handing out we're mm-hmm. making an impact. How many CVs in total are everyone combined for yeah. handing out? It's actually going to make an impact. No. It's ludicrous as well because we're told that environmentally we should be moving away from plastics, so we move to paper. And then they're stopping the actual normal uses for paper yeah. to save the environment. It, so it, now we it don't use anything. There's nothing physical exists anymore. Yeah, but we're so not, ill-informed yeah. about what is actually bad for the environment. Mm. And I think a lot of these policies are made just with the simple idea that we need it, to just use less physical things. But yeah, yeah, I hate the idea that um, that plastic. We should move away from plastic mm-hmm. when in reality we should just use plastic, like not single use plastic Mm -hmm. but we should just have plastic and use it Mm -hmm. and forever it it lasts a long time yeah you should just keep using it you know what i mean it's so overused though i but i mean like the idea that plastic's bad is not true Mm -hmm. it's the it's what's true is that plastic is bad after one use and you bin it that's when it's bad yeah i mean there's so many things in this room that are plastic that's that's like uh oh no that's metal actually <laughs> but like there's so there are so many things in this room that are plastic but i'm not planning on getting rid of them ever mm-hmm. these are now mine i'm keeping them in yeah. that, do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that's plastic but that's very useful that's, yeah i've got plastic uh, speakers and things mm-hmm. but they're they're i'm they're being kept forever yeah but when it's like a plastic cup mm-hmm. and then you bin it mm-hmm. that's when plastic's bad yeah do you know what i mean mm-hmm. I, I just I feel like plastic's getting a pure hard time and it needs left alone. There's so many other options it's, though. It's just but there's nothing wrong with using plastic yeah. forever. Yeah. It, it, it's it, no different than just having any other material that you keep. No, I, I, but I mean, metal is more expensive. Yeah. So if you want something cheap, but still, I mean, plastic isn't that bad. It's all right quality. It's not as good as metal. Uh-huh. Um, don't get me wrong. I'd prefer if everything was made of metal and glass. Mm-hmm. like glass bottles and yeah. and everything was metal containers because they are actually useful uh like high quality durable products you know what i mean they're, mm-hmm. they're good mm-hmm. um but i just feel like plastic still gets a hard time you, you've got a plastic flask that's gonna no, that'll last a long time that actually is plastic oh maybe it's not then doesn't I matter think it's, <laughs> what is that made from again i don't know is it recycled Some something cups yeah because they they have that kind of like oatmeal looking oatmeal. yeah it looks like do you know how like that color oatmeal yeah. with a little flakes in it i think it's made of like i don't know maybe paper actually i don't know maybe maybe no idea but i'm pretty sure it's not actually plastic fair enough um anyway back on the subject of uh whatever we're talking about <laughs> i have no idea 
about um, living off grid and stuff and living off foraging the grid. And yeah I, i'd like to live off the grid i mean yeah if, if i to describe my perfect life mm-hmm. it would be that i have a house that's all metal concrete and glass very mm-hmm. simplistic it has solar panels in the roof, so facing. I have an electric car mm-hmm. that I plug in, and I have a wee windmill. Maybe I have one of those uh, underground heating systems. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they work. I have a tunnel into like a little underground basement where that's effectively my fridge. <laughs> I don't need anything like 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 a big fridge that plugs in. Mm-hmm. Also, fridge that's a plastic that's not great because you can't really get rid of a fridge. When, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Once it breaks. Um. Anyway, <laughs> that's like my perfect life off the grid that kind of thing um and then i just travel about and experience culture i take this podcast and set up with me and go meet people speak to people all across the world like uh, john wright shout out to john wright the foragers calendar um <laughs> sponsored by now like um but do you know what i mean just yeah. do we do we need it's hard it's hard to um, imagine everyone having the ability to do that and I think what's scary is that our world now is geared so that that is very hard to do. Geared? Like as in you think it was deliberately... Well, not necessarily. I, I just think, it think that it's <laughs> capitalism is all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. So like um, I heard a fact the other day about how 90% of all food sources and food, so like seeds and right, yeah. for yeah, trees yeah. and all actual food products... Ninety percent of them are owned by three chemical companies. I oh, think it's yeah. I think it was three. And I the same that. the same companies that are creating chemical weapons. So if for talking sake, if they were to be altering foods or uh, tampering with them and goodness knows what they could do, really, if if you had control of all the global food source, um even if that was the case, if we wanted to move off grid and buy some seeds and start our own like kind of isolated way of living Mm -hmm. would we even be free from from the grasp that that this higher not higher power but the grasp that these people have over us if they do have this said hold over us yeah i mean i'm not trying to like say i absolutely believe these things but yeah it is good to question obviously you you don't believe i don't believe necessarily that they're tampering with things but my conspiracist um, inkling tells me to just say of course they are like just the same as people believe that we don't there's no scientific um proof that we need fluoride in our toothpaste and in our water but Mm. they keep it there you know and me and tom were talking about this the other day the idea that if you move if you go on holiday to a foreign country if you move you will need to acclimatize to the water and if you drink (laughs) it straight away you'll be sick you'll be violently ill you just shouldn't do it but these these um countries that like what what is the difference well, yeah, in their what water is, yeah. what do we do to our water we purify it but we also put fluoride in it so maybe these other uh countries just don't have additives in their yeah. water and they and don't not, want yeah, us to we're not talking about places that have like dirty water systems we're talking mm-hmm. about like european countries yeah because we're talking like, about if we move to spain yeah, can you, we drink the water there and i was like and everywhere says no yeah. but then if you google it thoroughly enough 
the like Spain's like yeah well yeah. of course we're a European country like, but our brainwashed minds tell us no I don't want to be sick like we'll just buy bottled water it just seems so complicated like who one of them like there's you get two answers you get no you can't drink it and you get one that's like yeah you do you can just drink it mm-hmm. one of them has to be lying yeah they can't both be telling the truth well I've I've uh, come to realize that there's so many people around the world that believe this so firmly that they're putting something in the water which honestly I used to laugh at conspiracies like this and now I'm just like do you know what I don't know anything like yeah. I'm open to any yeah. idea um, know I'm not trusting anything <laughs> um but these people will collect their own rainwater and collect their own stream water and then boil it in their houses and that's all they will drink yeah although there's you know what the world's like all the water that has ever been used in circulation gets used again, you know? So it's yeah. probably all contaminated at this point, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, yes, but... The, it's like, not getting added to a spoon, I can't. No, it's, it's not that. It's that the, the world, I mean, it almost does seem like it is designed. Because a lot of things make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. The water does come quite to quite a clean point once it's been through the system, once it's been evaporated and then the clouds have rained it back out and, and whatnot and so on and so forth. And it comes down the mountains. It becomes quite clean. Yeah. Super clean. Yeah. So it does seem like that if water becomes contaminated, nature is designed so that it becomes clean again at one mm-hmm. point. And how long do it, like, how common, I'm not, I don't know any facts about this, but how common do you think it was back in the days for people to get diseases through the water? Like, obviously now we get um, typhoid and cholera, if that's water-based, but, um, like, I think that's what, what they tell us, like, they purify the water to stop us getting illnesses. Yeah. And yeah, now that, now because the world is so populated, these illnesses are prevalent and possibly prevalent in the water, but... Mm. I don't know. That's Before a good that, did people really die from drinking bad water? Like, even if there's a dead animal I, upstream, would they die well, from drinking that? I'm going to guess no, but yes. They probably got a in lot a of diseases way. in cities. Right, yeah. when, when places become very like, congregated, a lot of people live in the same place and they piled on top of each other. They probably got a lot of diseases then. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, people lived in cottages and farmland and and the countryside Mm. they probably were never getting diseases from water i think we've evolved into much more weak beings like we used to have such a immunity for things and we're um, definitely weaker like instead of us evolving as humans we're changing the world around us so that we don't need to evolve well and it's making us weaker (laughs) what's that thing called that exists in like hindu or, or buddhist or i think it's hindu culture and it's like there's like f- different periods of life. Hindus are religion. Hinduism. Yeah, I mean, oh, ha- okay. has a culture. <laughs> um, and it's so like there's like uh there like at one point in time people would uh talk mm-hmm. and chant and sing mm-hmm. and then write things down. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this is. I'm I'm really not like I'm, this is not at all any area <laughs> that I understand. Yes, point. I I. I just remember reading it somewhere or something. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's definitely true that at one point, people just didn't write things down. They told stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, bit, a great example would be like um, uh, Homer's uh, Odyssey. Odyssey. That was in existence for however many years mm-hmm. without ever being 
written down. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was just yeah. told. It was just it was just spoken at like amphitheaters yeah, and things. They just told. Actually. They yeah. just told each other the story, mm-hmm. and then at one point in history, someone wrote it down. That's why yeah. they don't really know who wrote it. Homer was probably a made up guy or whatever, right. and Homer's like maybe a translated word for like the speaker. Is it or the, the same? Is it the same with the Iliad? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that what? existed for honestly, it was like hundreds of years. Yeah. Before it was ever written down. Uh huh. Um. So yeah, the people would just remember it. Mm-hmm. They would just remember the story and it kind of like has a chant to it. and uh, Like it's like a really, really long story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read that during lockdown. Well, I actually, I, I bought it as a, what's that called when you listen to it? Um, like an audio book. Yeah. Because I, you're like, I wanted to experience it the way that people would have experienced it then. Oh. I didn't want to like read it because people wouldn't have read it. That's such they a good idea. They would have heard idea. it from other people. So I, I bought the audio book and listened to it. Chat, I might take your advice on that. Yeah. And do that. I, I think I can like send you. I don't know yes. how that works. Anyway, um, but it was brilliant. It was really interesting. Uh, I was like, it's all about gods and whatever. And it's mm-hmm. all quite exciting and cool. Yeah. Um, but that story, I, I couldn't recite any story. Mm-hmm. None. I, yeah. I couldn't even recite a paragraph after reading it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I have no but memory for that. that's because there's so much stuff in our brains now. But then, I, I guess no, back then... They had way more stuff in their brains. We're full of gumph, and I don't even think we're full of as much gumph as they would have been full of. I think we probably use a percent, one percent, of the of the uh, storage capacity of our brain yeah. that they would have used. Which is probably point one percent. Because of they're what putting stuff use. in the water so that we can't use <laughs> all of our brain. That's why. I I mean I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that at one point people did just remember things, mm. and now we're at a point where we're actually just significantly so intellectually dumb. weaker. Yeah. We don't remember things. Yeah. I'm just, terrible for it. Like, what am I like with remembering stuff? Uh, you're you're just ahead of your like you're ahead of the curve. Uh, we're going to get more like you every day. <laughs> People are going to remember things less and less. It terrifies and I, me. It really I, does. But what's, I, I would like to know the reason for it. And no one knows the reason no. for it. But we know that... I, I actually think it is that... See, I, it's either that we are creating tools around us so we don't need to work as hard. So yep. we're creating things like phones it's that like remember for us. It's like putting on glasses so that your eyes can get lazy and they get yes, worse. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but the question is, are we getting worse so we build the technology to help us or are we building the technology to help us which and makes us worse? worse? I think it's that, that yeah. other way, yeah. It probably is just a... We've done what's the What's the word? A snake that eats its own tail? Uh, Ouroboros or whatever? Uh, yeah, Ouroboros. Um, that's what it feels <laughs> like. It's, it's never ending. And we're, we're stuck in this infinite yep. cycle of making things worse. Um, and we're going to get to like a boiling point where we're just a bean that's just a brain <laughs> that sits in a jar. If we get there, because it. apparently um, Andromeda has started colliding with yes. the Milky Way, it's made contact. Yeah. And the scientists don't know what it means. They don't know what it means. Yeah. And it wasn't expected to happen for lots of years from now <laughs> and it's just lots. it's just happened yeah and they were like oh that thing just happened just shows you know. how unpredictable life is yeah um we have no as far as i know nowhere on earth has a sort of like deterrent or system in place to stop meteors from hitting us yeah that's crazy and what did you not tell me the other day that a meteor like skimmed past earth and it entered the atmosphere or something or did it one one or just uh, passed that landed atmosphere? in russia a few years ago it actually hit russia but no that you were talking about like another one it was huge 
and it went right past everything. Oh, yeah. They didn't even see they it didn't coming. Even see it, yeah. They didn't even detect one, yeah. it. Yeah. One just kind of like passed by. I don't know how dangerous that was. I don't know mm. if it actually affected us at all. It very um, rarely happens but that one, closely. Uh, a few years ago, one actually just hit into Russia. They didn't know what was going to happen and created a sonic boom, destroyed all the windows. It must have been tiny, like absolutely tiny. Uh, I think when it, like, I, I, there's photos of it, um, but it like weighed a ridiculous amount because it was all these like heavy, heavy metals and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it was, it was quite small when it was kind of like recovered. Yeah. Um, I bet that's worth a fortune. Here, I was just thinking do you know what, I, what just popped into my head? Like, it's not even a, it's just a thought, right? See how we have, like, loads of space junk, like, everything. Satellites and things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, imagine we found another planet and we could see all their space junk. Nah. Imagine one day we just started putting all our rubbish out into the atmosphere. Or, like, and beyond the atmosphere. And aliens found us and they just saw, like, bikes floating about, (laughs) like, rotating around the Earth. I think um, (laughs) if we... If we ever came across another life form, yeah, that life form is going to be way better than us. Yeah, but they would maybe still have space junk. Like if they had evolved past us, then they would have evolved past that. Unless they like started clearing it all. They would have, yeah. Mm, Fair enough. Fair enough. I think that was a funny thought. (laughs) Like, do you know it's quite hard to think about, right? So, like, obviously we have this idea that we don't know how other species would exist, Mm -hmm. and. The idea of like, would another species be able to like even understand their existence? Yeah. Or would we really understand their existence? Maybe they're around us right now. That whole thought, like, yeah. how do we know we're not just like on the motorway of an alien, whatever? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But then, if we're all carbon species, we're all we're all basically just blobs of carbon, mm-hmm. and everything in the, the entire universe is just blobs of carbon. And they're probably going to be quite similar to us because mm-hmm. they they have the same chemicals. Yeah, if they exist in our realm, then they will we will probably be able to comprehend them. But yeah. it's if they exist in another plane of existence, of existence. like in f- the fourth dimension, then the would fifth, we six, understand? Seven, eight, nine, yeah, ten. however many there are, then we might not be able to comprehend it because we can't even comprehend what the four the fourth dimension would look like. Yeah. Although we should we should um talk about our friend what Wait, he was yeah. explaining that he experienced when he was younger i just had a, a thought there right before oh, okay, you got right. right? <laughs> um, i just had a, a, just a side thought of we are like we are uh three-dimensional mm-hmm. creatures yeah that use things like sounds yeah to to communicate yeah how great would a story be if someone could write it uh, uh, like in a really sort of like in a good way that actually sort of anthropomorphizes the idea that I'm trying to say, but that there's a sound, mm-hmm. there's a living species of sound that use physical objects to communicate. Like mm. they use physicality to communicate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're very cool. Like, or like there's a, there's smells. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess it's fair to um, believe that in the third dimension... We have however many senses. Yeah. Well, supposedly five. But nah, that's not. We've that's got not. way more, but in higher dimensions they have hundreds. You know, like that's totally fair to believe. Yeah. Senses I mean, that we can't even understand. Are you implying that like there's like 
there's senses that we can't access humans can't access yeah like we don't even know they're there probably um yeah okay do you want to talk about um Owen's dream yeah. when he was younger <laughs> so as we were talking Should about we like we, we can't even explain or understand the fourth dimension so yeah. at a friend's house the other night and he was explaining this thing that he would just, have when yeah, he was younger just a side note we know nothing about anything don't don't take any of our information and think we're like we know anything we oh just, yeah we yeah, just yeah. like talking about stuff just put a disclaimer yeah. at the start we are idiots i mean uh, yeah <laughs> you should just take it for granted that we're just idiots yeah. and we just like talking about stuff and yeah. we're all we're really interested by stuff yeah but we don't understand any of it yeah not everything i say i firmly believe yeah. or yeah we're just I saying just put stuff. stuff out we're just there, saying yeah. it like trying i'm trying life not to filter stuff. myself yeah or anything um but also we should also just quickly state it's so like for those who don't understand one dimension is basically like a line this is the simplest way of describing mm-hmm. it. it's a line there's not much like depth or meaning to it it's just a line two dimensions like you're is um like, wait, wait, wait. so like if you're uh with the likeness to like a tamagotchi pet they just live in well wouldn't that be oh wait do they be, live in 2d yeah a tamagotchi pet would live in 2d oh, because so like that's like playing up. mario right. okay right. like uh, mario it's a platformer yeah. it's like they can only move left right up down yep. that's it they have okay. the so y-axis and the and the x-axis that's it that's the two two that's the second dimension that's two mm. dimensions mm-hmm. three dimensions what we live in we can go forward back There's left depth. right up down everything we have uh sort of like three-dimensional sound and space um and we can run about and exist mm-hmm. and everything the way that every, everything that you look around and experience is three dimensions yeah um but then four dimensions becomes a bit more complicated and it's hard yeah. for the human brain to even comprehend. There's Obviously, a... I can't comprehend, but I've, I've, I'm fascinated by it. I've yeah. read a lot about it. There's a lot of like ideas that the there are people that can access the fourth dimension through consciousness and consciousness may all plane. exist. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's complicated. A lot of it's up in the air because we don't know what it is. Scientists yeah. don't know what it is. Phys- we don't know if it even study. exists, do we? Really, I mean, do we? I think, I think most mathematicians argue that okay. yes, it absolutely yeah. exists. But then who do you want to believe? um yeah a lot of like physicists and mathematicians argue yes the, f- the fourth dimension is absolutely real mm-hmm. um but they don't know where it is or what it is and it's just the idea that maybe things can simultaneously exist uh-huh. in two different states or maybe multiple different states mm-hmm. um and but then there's like uh, monks that live in the Himalayas who meditate and they believe that consciousness is the fourth dimension. Consciousness mm-hmm. is an, like a gateway or, or an access point or a plane in which you can experience, again, multiple different states, mm-hmm. which doesn't mean, mean you're personally experiencing It can be interpreted multiple. in yeah, different exactly. ways. But it's a full, I guess the full idea is that, the, or like a fundamental point to the fourth dimension is that things can exist and multiple positions or multiple states mm-hmm. simultaneously yeah. and there's a lot, a lot of connectedness to a it. lot of people see it as a place where you can go but i think it's it's all yeah. around us it's, yep. it exists yeah. in everything it's just that we can't see it i think the so idea that, that it's a place you can go is like a layman's yeah. kind of term for it there's it's a theory to, to like put it in simpler like terms there's a theory that obviously in our 3d world our shadows are in 2d so like if our shadow reflected in a wall the shadow is 3d but in a 4d world maybe we are the shadow so the th- right, we have right. 3d we're the 3d shadow of the 4d world 
Right. I can't like it's another way I've to understand it or another way to interpret it. That's quite fascinating. Yeah. Do you want to tell the story now? Yeah. So <laughs> we were talking about strange dreams that we've had because they're the topic of dreams. We should do a podcast on dreams yeah. because pff, you can absolutely um talk about that yeah. all day. But um our friend absolutely. Owen was telling us that he experienced this thing called the Alice in Wonderland complex or something when he was younger. So he looked it up in later years um, only to realise that he was experiencing like a phenomenon when he was younger. Um, I'm not going to remember all this story. But I can't he remember what the Alice in Wonderland aspect of it was. I think it was just crazy, crazy worlds. Oh, is it that and big and small things maybe. Uh, I don't know. Remember? So he was, he was having this recurring dream when he was younger and basically he would go into this strange panicked state and he would be staring at something and there would be a clock a huge clock ahead of him and a small clock in front of him both in like um level to his eyes view and they would like pulsate and they would be close and far, big and small, all at the same time. Yeah. So he could almost see through things. He was just experiencing Multiple both objects the at the same time. And we, me and Tom, were both instantly like, "I wonder if that's what the fourth dimension is like." Oh yeah, well, you I'd already can read perceive. You can perceive more than yeah. one thing and more than one place. Yeah. Basically, just perceive lots of things at the same yeah. time. Yeah, as soon as he said, I'd I'd already read like a lot about how people will have experienced like the perception of the fourth dimension Mm -hmm. uh, while asleep. But then it's not really when they're asleep, though. It's more like when they're they're like in a state. So like uh, the reason I came across it is because I read that Salvador Dali would put himself into these like hypnotic Mm -hmm. states where he was conscious and, and, and awake. But he was so delirious that he could start experiencing things that don't really make sense to our mm-hmm. physical world, mm-hmm. um, and that's what inspired a lot of his paintings and things. Where he would, which is why time is so like prevalent in all his work, because yeah. like what is time and and like he was experiencing multiple different points in time simultaneously, or that's yeah. what he thought he was experiencing, yeah. which is such an interesting thought. And I love that he painted about it. Our little brains can only feel yeah. and see so much. <laughs> I, I disagree. I think our brains are way more powerful than we can ever imagine. Why, why would they have such... Like, who worked out that there is such huge capacity to our brains? And who worked out that we're only accessing a little bit? And why? Why would we only be accessing a little bit? Um, Is it just because we're, evol- we're still evolving? I, well, no, clearly I, we're still evolving. Do you know how, like, apes, when they started walking and then they made tools and then they started um eating meat and fish and so their brains expanded and they started using more we've not really gotten very far since the whole oh now we've got protein now our brains are a bit bigger what's next we need to surely there is potential to get the full capacity do you not think we'll maybe regressed at one point yeah we're limiting ourselves the sentient boom and we experienced everything we were all connected yeah we all had this sort of like interconnected compassionate Mm -hmm. existence we all we all understood each other we could i'm not going as far as like saying we could communicate without speaking but we probably to a degree could communicate without speaking i mean we do it now all the time we Mm -hmm. communicate without any sort of physical or 
or, or audible gestures. Um, but what I was going to say is that if a, if a computer is running like, I don't know, the calculator app, mm-hmm. it's using tiny, tiny, tiny little percent of the processor. Mm-hmm. But if you're running, I don't know, three calculators, you had 100 tabs open, mm-hmm. you were recording a podcast and you were <laughs> watching a movie on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Then the processor's going a bit harder. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then if you go even further and you're rendering a graphic and you're you're doing this and that and really you've got thirty different applications open and they're all running full hell and they're that processor's going really hard. Mm-hmm. So right now I feel like existing is like using the processor just a tiny little bit. Yeah. Just in fact you're probably you're on standby. You're not even really using it. It's just there. Mm-hmm. And then when you're like thinking about, I don't know, an equation and you're using the processor a bit harder. Yeah. And then when you're doing when you're accessing different planes of existence, yeah. then that's when you're putting your brain to the, the full this is the thing. I think like we see our our evolution in the wrong way. So a lot of people think that it's gonna we're gonna evolve through AI and we're going to become like half robots and that technology is going to help us evolve but I think that real human evolution is all about accessing more of our brain and so it's to do with consciousness and it's to do with having some kind of I think the next step in our evolution is a spiritual awakening I really do and I think it is people so many young people are so spiritual now i had never been spiritual before but i've really i would say that i'm a very spiritual person now because i fully believe that we're on the tip of something like um the last awakening was at the time of the egyptians and the greeks and they, they created so many wonderful things and did so many things that to this day we don't understand how they did it at that time but I think it's because they, they knew something and we've totally been brainwashed and we've regressed from that point. We went through the Middle Ages where everything was terrible. It went That's from true, yeah. it went from a perfect system to the worst human suffering that the world has seen. People just living in squalor, you know, and now we've, we're kind of recovered, but we're not at that sweet spot yet. We're not in that golden age. And I think we're on the verge of it and... People are people are becoming aware of things like the four D, and people are becoming aware of ideas that we hadn't really been exposed to before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. I'm on the fence about that. I don't know. Like, um, I think maybe it's the the terminology, like a yeah. spiritual awakening, yeah. sounds so um, like we don't exist in in the world of spiritual awakening. I mean. Uh, like it seems like well it's not like it's just people finding more yeah um like people what's the word like accessing more of their brain yes but like you're saying spiritual awakening what is what is spirit becoming becoming conscious of the 4d i think that's what i mean that's that's a a different statement because yeah that is a different statement consciousness Mm -hmm. is something that I mean, it's debatable, but it's highly studied and, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, the idea of being conscious exists, but what is consciousness? We don't know. Um, And four dimensions, we, we, I mean, you could kind of say that it exists. Mm -hmm. Again, we don't know if it exists, but it's highly debated, but most people would So do you you not believe that there's more than we think? I think there's more than we think. I just don't think that, I think that 
the connotations of becoming conscious of the fourth dimension and saying uh, a spiritual awakening mm-hmm. are different. I think the yeah. connotations of either those two yeah. statements are very I guess different. it's just different interpretations though, isn't it? Yeah. Because people practice these ideas in a different way, which is absolutely fine. I, f- I can... Um, Res- I, j- I think I just resonate more with the idea that we're having an awakening. But yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I don't know. It's what's kind going of new on. world order stuff as well, which yeah. if I guess that comes into play if you believe that we are being held back from the fourth dimension by governments and government bodies, and they don't want us to. I mean, they've they've um, got us hooked on our phones so that we're not thinking about things, and yeah, there's lot there's lots of ways where the government restrict us from experiencing things beyond our understanding like mushrooms for example they're natural like tom talks to us all the time yeah. how nobody's ever overdosed from mushrooms well, yeah, so, yeah you can't, nobody's ever can't overdose on mushrooms you yeah. can't you can't um you, like the drugs that are illegal that I, by the way i'm not saying everyone should go out and try mushrooms and whatever what i'm saying is that there is a very weird, and you can't disagree, no one can even disagree with us rationally, there is a weird hatred towards certain drugs mm-hmm. for no good reason. Yeah. People seem to dislike cannabis and mushrooms because they're illegal, but then will go get drunk every mm-hmm. weekend yeah. on alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying one's better than the other, in fact, yes, I well, am. Well, coffee I'm saying, is coffee is a drug, but that's legal. Another, that's yeah. legal because it keeps us moving keeps us and working. it keeps us working and keeps yeah. us robots. So I I think that coffee. I mean, this is like if we look at this logically, mm-hmm. it makes no sense that they make one illegal that mm-hmm. doesn't hurt anyone or even the user, and the other one is legal mm-hmm. and people hurt each other all the time on it people do stupid stuff mm-hmm. people kill themselves on it alcohol is so dangerous mm-hmm. and it's it's literally poisoning mm-hmm. the bloodstream it's bizarre it also fits into this idea stuff. of like free roaming that i was talking about earlier like we're told where we can and can't go we're told that we're not allowed to pick a mushroom out of our garden and eat it yeah we're told weird. that we can't grow a plant and smoke it yeah doesn't make any sense <laughs> it's it's like what how can people decide these things? There is a war on plants, and it yeah. makes no sense. Yep. Plants. That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, the whole idea is that when people take mushrooms or take LSD, whatever it is, they, like, if you've obviously heard about that whole thing where people take it and they hear a voice in their head and it says, you found us. Oh, yeah. Thing, well, which no, is that's, a, a, that's a very specific drug, apparently. Oh, that's okay. A, yeah, that's not just but any... But most people that are on psychedelics like that, but yeah, whether it's tripping out or like not, they have experience. an out-of-body experience. They have an experience that they can't explain yep. when they come back. to. It's kind of like dreams. When we come back to reality, we can't really comprehend or quite understand what was going on. But at the time, it seemed so normal. It seemed to make sense. Yeah. But when our rational human minds try and make sense of it, we lose grip of it and we can't remember it as clearly anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really strange to think, right? So, like, if we... If this is our perspective on life, we all kind of have the same sort of perspective. We all see the same way and we hear the same way and all that yeah. kind of stuff. 
and then on alcohol we all get drunk and we all experience that the same way and we can all describe it we all know what being drunk's like and yeah. then all that kind of stuff and then so on and so forth and then when you get to one where it's like taking mushrooms where everyone that describes it is like it's nothing like anyone has ever experienced yeah. other than when taking mushrooms yeah Do you know what i mean you can't replicate that, that that everyone that's ever spoken about it it's like it's it's not like anything that's ever existed in our realm mm. it is a whole new cognitive experience that's the one that's illegal <laughs> <laughs> but so it's because they're scared of it they're scared that people access this i think i mean that's what yeah I think. I, i'm i guess you could look at it like this like coffee it keeps you working right mm. I, we all agree that coffee is pretty much it's legal because it keeps us working it makes i think good they're money. also draining the brains yeah pro- i mean maybe i don't know I, th- I don't know i think coffee could be used in very beneficial ways yeah 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 um but it's like yeah it keeps you working and uh it, i don't know it's it's addictive so they get good tax money mm. on it all that stuff i don't mm. know how it works right but probably it just keeps us working and at the weekends we have those two days of freedom so then you get drunk so you're experiencing two different types of drugs. You're experiencing one to keep you working and then one to like let off some steam. And then you just repeat that until you die. It's a crazy thought that beverages control so many people's lives. Yeah. <laughs> but then if you have something that takes you out of that system, that system of rep- repetition of working and then that two days of freedom, working that two days yeah. of freedom. And then there's one that's like, oh no, wait, there's actually more None to life. None of this matters. Yeah, you can... <laughs> Oh, like this, this, this drug is telling you. Oh, all you need to do is eat, sleep, and be happy. Yeah. But people are like, what? Yeah. How? How dare you even have such a like abomination of an idea to think that all you need to do is eat, sleep, and be happy? But that's all you need to do. Do you know how this is like an age of everything being normalized? Like lots of things, normalize this, normalize that. One thing I'm very happy about being normalized is this. Um, new attitudes towards the daily grind like (laughs) if you know what i mean people hate work now yeah and i've i've felt like this for a long time ever since i realized that horrible concept that people just spend their lives working and doing nothing (laughs) and the more that um the more people that end up in a line of work the more people our age, obviously we were brought up being told that we can do anything. Yeah. And our parents' generation, they were brought up being told, you want to be a lawyer, you want to be a doctor, like go after that. And that's success. And having a job is stability and that's success. But we've been told we can do anything. So when we come to the reality that, no, we're actually still stuck in the system of having to work. So many young people now are having crises. They're having existential crises because the thought of that is just... Um, debilitating it's yeah. horrible and so many people are so against it now and um yeah it just it's, i'm so glad that that's something that's being normalized that it's actually a horrible thing it's um here's not a, a way to live here's a thought right so for a long period of time people sorry can i just say I, th- I think you could also consider that an awakening because people are, are yeah, seeing okay. beyond this system well, this actually makes sense i guess yeah. to what i'm about to say mm-hmm. so people for the longest time worked yep. to make money mm-hmm. so they could eat right or people worked to live yeah yeah that's what i mean to eat and yeah. then have a, a to, to survive time, yeah. right that makes sense 
Mm-hmm. Um, now, maybe, I'm not saying we're getting a point where you don't need to work to eat, but a lot of people have alternative uh, places to go to make money. Mm-hmm. So then they, they don't need to go to that nine to five job and they have time to contemplate on what's actually going on. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are, are becoming aware of the fact that we are animals. Yeah. We are just animals and all animals need to do, like the, the basic instinct, <laughs> every single animal, they're not even trying to uh, eat and sleep to survive. They're trying to survive so they can reproduce. Uh-huh. And our basic instinct is to reproduce. And we've got to a weird point where we're actually kind of past the idea of trying to survive to reproduce. We're trying to survive because we are probably the only truly sentient things alive that mm-hmm. we know of. Mm-hmm. Truly sentient in the sense that we don't just, we're not just alive to reproduce, we're alive to question, we're alive to contemplate, we're alive to make art and to make mm-hmm. like cuisine and culture <laughs> and we we, yeah. we contemplate things like why are we here? Mm-hmm. Not just like how do I live, but why am I here? Yeah. How did I get here? Yeah. And what is the entire purpose of all of this? Like we're in a really, really strange position mm-hmm. in comparison to everything else that we consider living. Yeah. Like I doubt that plants are really questioning that and I even more so doubt that animals out with humans are questioning that. I think maybe plants are probably a wee bit more humans sentient Humans are just not animals. content and that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Cows are, cows are pretty content just chilling. Well, to my knowledge, cows are pretty content just sitting there chilling, eating grass. I think we'd probably be better off if, uh, if we could remove the sentience unaware. of yeah. humanity. I yeah. think we'd honestly be better off yeah. because we'd, we'd be back to the... The simplistic times of just roaming. But it's so much more exciting being human. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. My cat sits there and he, he <laughs> looks like he's having the time of his life, true, sleeping 16 true. hours a day or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's, we're, we're, we're more than an hour here, Lucy. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you want to wrap it up? Should we wrap it up? I think we should probably I wrap think it up. we could definitely split this into like a little... Um, Weekly, weekly Tom and Lucy chats. Yeah, there, there's not really any encompassing theme here. Like, we could just, just call stuff. this rambling. Stuff and things, maybe. Deep stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Using what little capacity of the brains we can <laughs> access <Yeah. laughs> to talk about things. Um, before we, we do the wrap this up, um, what's, what's going on in life? What are you doing? Ugh. Don't know. We're just waiting to get the go-ahead to move to Spain. We're trying to do it as soon as possible because we just want to be living in the sun yeah. in a new place, experiencing new things. Yeah. We want to move in together. Yeah. Um, Love the good life. Yeah. We're ju- and oh, and tomorrow we're um, doing a thing. A thing. Yeah, we're going on an adventure tomorrow. We're going on an adventure. Yeah. And if you wanna wanna hear more about this adventure, check out. Uh, my YouTube channel, Tom Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Good plug in there. I did that very smoothly. I think. What's crazy is how many people. So Tom left his job maybe a few months ago. He'd been working. Nah, month. Month, oh, a month ago. Um, he'd been working to save up to move to Spain. And I also stopped working at my job. So. 
uh, no, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> loads of other people we know have also recently quit their jobs or lost their jobs or whatever. People, so many people are moving away from their jobs right now as yeah. if like I think um, lockdown has opened up a lot of people's perspectives yeah. on things and people are thinking oh my god what am I doing why am I going to this place every day that I don't care about and I'm getting yeah. no reward from I'm gonna go out and just do things and so many people have spoken to us like we went on a little road trip with their friends yeah. the other day just spontaneously out of the yeah. blue because they're not working anymore and, and because that's like, what you should do you should just really go is. live we had life the best time um, we didn't understand we didn't, that lots didn't of people spend that much money no we didn't wasn't expensive. lots of people need money to survive lots i understand that the system needs to change though I because mean, people only, shouldn't uh, people don't need to be working yep. to survive we've got enough things in this world to keep us all alive yep exactly it's like th- we have a um five day nearly six day work week my mum works six, mostly six days a week that's but then in other countries, they have like a three-day work week and it works out absolutely fine. Do we even they're need just, a work week They're paying point? us so little to work so much when they could easily change things about and they could make food cheaper and they could Universal have us on a rotating system. Yeah, there's so many ways to do things. We're just do- we're tackling problems at the complete wrong, yeah. in the complete wrong way. It's like to try and curve climate change that they all of a sudden care about so much they're yeah. lowering the motorway speed limits in the uk to 60 and it's like uh, that is the most minuscule i, I it won't make rubbish a thing that cars you can do are to now designed things. to handle those it's speeds. just control there it, it's just more control measures under the guise of of helping and it's like um think how much money they're going to make in fining people <laughs> because they forget that you can only do 60 in the motorway that yeah well, so many roads around here have become 20s instead of 30s, mm-hmm. and now they're going to change the 70s to 60s. And that's that's just money-making, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's just money-making. And also, if you think about it, like, in a, in a way of, like, people living their life, mm-hmm. it's actually really, really problematic. It's so once, detrimental. Once people go back to work, they're... Like they them commuting every day. It'll have to, they'll have longer. to wake up sooner. Yeah, exactly. And it's just Life a slow just so draining so process people. on people's s- mental stability. It's, it's such just a simple change they've made. Such a yeah. simple change that doesn't actually seem as drastic as it is, but it really, really, really is yeah. because it's just completely flipped a lot of people's life upside down. Yeah. Where well, not no that it's not flipped people's lives upside down. It's meant that they have to wake up a slight bit sooner. And it's going to push them over the edge. It's, it's yeah. like, how well, that, far exactly, can you yeah. push people? Exactly. Um, it's not flipped any. Like, they've been flipping the lives upside down very, very slowly. And they're sp- still spinning them around. Uh, there's, there's actually something I want to finish on. Mm-hmm. A quick quick couple of things I want to say. Um, and it's, these, are, these are two things that my parents always told me when I was growing up, right? Um, and... While I'm saying mind, you want to think of one or you want to say a nice ending note. Oh, okay. So <laughs> one is that my my parents always told me that they don't know anything. They don't, they don't, they're not like superior to me or anyone else. Um, they're winging it as much as I am. And I, I don't think I appreciated that information as much as I do now because I realize we're all just winging it. We're all, every human is on the same boat and we don't know where we're going. And we always have these same questions of what's going on, what we're doing, where we're going to end up, uh, and am I going to be, am I going to be in a position where I'm going to be happy? I mean, I'm happy right now. I'm quite happy. I I love life, 
but what I mean is am I always going to be like this or am I going to be stuck in a job that's going to make me sad and then that takes me to the second part of that is that they always also taught me go and do whatever you want to go do whatever it is go do it Mm -hmm. because don't go look for stability and don't go look for like a safety net of whatever and blah blah just go do it go Mm -hmm. do it because you'll figure out a way to get back out of it if you mess up um and a perfect example of this that that i came across the other day when someone else had the same piece of advice was that their dad was like i don't know he became an accountant or something i don't know what it was right or a lawyer and he was like that's a stable job so i'm going to work at this firm i'm going to be like a like a lawyer or accountant or whatever it was and i'm going to be safe because everybody's going to need those and then he'd been working in this firm for however long and then they just laid him off just fired him because he couldn't afford it mm-hmm. so he just fired him and a bunch of other people and he just lost his job and he couldn't afford it and he could like no one wanted a this old guy to come into their their job their business now um, because he was like he had too many qualifications so he'd be coming in as like a higher end kind of guy and it'd be too mm-hmm. expensive to bring it on when they could just bring on new students leave, uh, leaving university and it'd be much cheaper and then they could train them up for their way of working and all that kind of yeah. stuff I so much, that guy was just ruined I much life. prefer the idea of having control of your own successes and yeah. failures rather than someone else being in complete control yeah, of it exactly and then, but even at the I, I, I sometimes don't even mind if someone else is taking taking control, mm-hmm. as long as I'm happy yeah. doing what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah. That guy wasn't even happy. Yeah. He was whatever he was, like an accountant, just say. Mm-hmm. He was an accountant. He wasn't happy, but he knew he had security and he knew he could provide for his family. But the mm-hmm. problem is, he then didn't have, he security, didn't have security and he couldn't provide for his family. The world so, is ever-changing. Yeah, Nothing is certain. Maybe the, the main piece of advice is do not, do not rely on anyone. Just mm-hmm. rely on yourself. Yeah. Have people you trust, have people that you that are there for you, but never rely on anyone. Always always be uh vigilant, always like prep yourself, always be ready to and, and most importantly, go and do what you want to go to. Yeah. Do you have a I have a, I have a very similar closing message. Okay. Um I was gonna say don't trust anything. <laughs> don't even trust me telling you to not trust anything. <laughs> That's good. Don't yeah. trust that the people shouting in the street that the world's going to end are the crazy ones because we don't know anything. Don't trust anything. We have our own unique minds and consciousnesses and thought processes so that we can come to our own conclusions. I feel I was growing up that um, I do not see things the same way as my parents and so many people for so long took after their parents' ideas. Um, And I'm... It doesn't mean that I'm always going to be right. Like parents, yeah, my parents have proven that they've been right a lot of times, but I've proven that I've been right a lot of times. What's important is that you do think for yourself and you experience things and you you can change your ideas, you can change your opinions on things when new information is received, um, which is another thing that's being normalised. Um, but yeah, just don't don't trust anything. Don't trust that we've been to the moon. Don't trust that the i don't know don't trust that religious people are naive don't trust anything just think for yourself it's okay if you're wrong yeah but don't don't yeah. follow like a sheep don't trust uh don't take anyone's Conformity, word for gospel yeah to just decide for yourself yeah and live your own life yeah um, the worst thing that could happen to this world which is already taken over essentially is conformity yeah. just everyone doing the same thing 
living a mundane life. We need to move life. away from that. Thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> Godspeed. Namaste. <laughs> Have a good one. Uh, go go kill it. Go do what you want. Go forage. I hope, hope you've enjoyed this. Yeah, go, go try to <laughs> pick some, some berries. Brambles. But be very wise. Read a good book on it. Try and identify what you're you're going to pick because it is quite dangerous sometimes. There are some things that will kill you. Not everything, no. There's 3,000 different species of mushroom in the UK and only 20 will actually kill <laughs> you. And even over those 20, it's quite hard to kill yourself with them. So, I mean... You could give it a bash, but I'd be careful. <laughs> uh, that was my words. I'm not taking any uh, responsibility for anyone that hurts themselves while foraging. Have a good day. <laughs> Goodbye. Love you. Bye.